ever thrown you the curveball that you weren't sure what to do with? You know, the kind where you think someone should really do something about this. Have you ever thought maybe that someone is me and then found yourself on a grand adventure you never saw coming? Me too. As a special needs mom, I have been saddened by what's available to my son. But instead of wallowing in it, I decided to do something about it. Along the way, I'm meeting extraordinary people and having the most wonderful experiences I never thought I'd have. I'm so inspired by what's happening around me that I want to share it all with you. Living Your Legacy is a community where ordinary people who've been called to create something bigger than themselves can come together to be inspired, connect, learn, and live into the legacies they want to see in the world. I'm your host, Michelle Slaney Travato, and this is the Living Your Legacy Podcast. Hello, everybody. Michelle Slaney Travato here, and I am so excited and thrilled to be welcoming you to another episode of the Living Your Legacy TV show and podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about something that's really near and dear to my heart that is um, all-encompassing in my own life and in my guest's life. And we're going to be talking my favorite part of this, creative problem solving and solution making. I absolutely love living in that space. So what I want to do is share a little bit about this extraordinary woman that I got on the call, dear friend of mine, and also someone whose life is actually pretty similar to my own, which is really interesting. So This episode is really for you if you're a caregiver. So if you're someone who's caregiving for children with disabilities, if you are someone who is taking care of a spouse who maybe needs some extra help because of some kind of a traumatic event, if you are a step parent who is stepping into a role of caregiving for minor children and you're like, I don't even know. This is a whole new universe for me. If you're caring for an elderly parent, someone who is aging and whose needs are changing and they require extra support, if you're caregiving for anybody other than yourself, this episode really is for you. So let me tell you about my friend, because we're going to talk a bit about what she does, where she's going with things, and how we got connected and where we're going with things together, which is very exciting. So I'd like to take a moment to introduce you to my dear friend, Katie Kalmeyer. Katie lives in the United States, and she is a kid at heart. I love that bursting with enthusiasm for all the exciting possibilities. That's beautiful right there. If you don't just kind of think, I need to know this woman, the rest will make sure that you do. She imagines herself a superhero, but in reality, she's a single mom to two adult kiddos, a caregiver to both her own mother and an adult disabled son, and she's an entrepreneur. So she is juggling a whole lot in life, folks. And still, for those of you who are on the TV show, you can see that she's smiling. So there's got to be something to all that. With an unwavering belief that anyone can succeed. See right there, you see why I like her. Katie collaborates with others so they can go from merely building a business to leaving a lasting legacy, hence why she's on the show and why we have some exciting stuff to talk about. 
Her mission is to empower others, ensuring they never lose sight of just how awesome they are. Oh my gosh. Best bio I think I've ever read, filled with joy and hope and optimism. And that's amazing. Katie, welcome to the show. I'm so excited to have you here. Thank you, Michelle. I'm excited to be here. And I'm really excited to talk to your people about what we have in the works. I know. Um, Me too. I'm like beyond excited here. (laughs) So Katie, let's start by sharing a little bit of information about you. So we know that you're in the States. Um, We also know that you do some really exciting things with people who are entrepreneurs or want to be entrepreneurs or think they could be entrepreneurs. But tell us the story of how you got here. You know, when you were in grade four and the teacher said, what do you want to be when you grow up? An entrepreneur supporting people, creating legacies, probably not on the top 100 list of things kids say. So what did you want to be and what was the journey to get you here? (laughs) Well, I wanted to be an astronaut, which, you know, is the typical that everybody wants to. Um, High school and college, I actually worked on a degree towards marine biology, which is kind of pointless living landlocked in the States. I do live in Arkansas. Um, But the, and to be honest, I didn't even know what an entrepreneur was. I had never heard the term. I had no idea what it was. Mm -hmm. Um, Never even knew. I mean, you kind of know in the back of your head that people start businesses, but it never occurred to me that I could start my own business and be my own boss and be successful in that way. The journey started, um, see how old he's 22 now, which means that he was 13 when we started. So many, many, many eons ago, we, um, we're living in, in Hawaii. My ex-husband was military. And during the move, a few confrontations came up and my son from the very beginning had been special. I knew he was unique from day one. He had some developmental issues. He had some learning disabilities, a whole bunch of things that slowed him down in terms, I don't like the word normal, but in standard society. And when he turned 13, we had moved to Hawaii and my ex-husband basically said, need to figure out what's wrong with him and and why we're having so many issues. And in the process, we learned that he was in the autism spectrum. He has learning disabilities. He has social phobias, uh, a number of other issues that he has going on mentally. And at that time, I knew there would come a moment later in life when I was going to need to support myself and I was going to have to be able to take care of of both of my kids. Um, I wasn't sure what was in the future, but I knew that that needed to to happen. And a few years ago, he was diagnosed with paranoid schizophrenia, which is where I dove headfirst into the disability realm. Um, While autism and a lot of his other things caused us to, um, I don't want to say isolated him, but we had to live life differently. Mm -hmm. The, The things that he was going through caused us to have a different lifestyle. And when the schizophrenia diagnosis came through, that's when it kind of got really hard. And that's when I poured myself into doing this business because I knew he was going to need 24 seven care for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And I say that because he hopefully will outlive me, which is where the legacy comes into play. And I want to be able to create a business that will last beyond my, my, my years that will mm-hmm. continue to, to support him and sustain him. And, and when you, you look into the different types of businesses, you realize that a lot of companies are not friendly when it comes to the kind of care you have to give some of your care receivers. Mm-hmm. And I tried multiple companies, worked with different 
people and the kind of need that he had didn't allow me to hold a corporate job. So I created a job where I could get paid, created a business that would be sustainable so that I can be home for him no matter what he needs, no matter what time of day. And it allows me the freedom to work whenever I can, not necessarily when is needed, but when I can so that I can be there for him. And then when my mom stepped into the picture a couple years ago, I still have that freedom and availability to drive both of them to doctor's appointments, to take care of their needs while still having an income that supports and sustains. That's amazing. So Katie, I know that you caregive for both, but your caregiving story is a little uh, even more extraordinary than all that. Who lives with you right now? Both my mom and my adult disabled son. And, and we, yeah, we have an acre in Arkansas that we are just, we're turning it into our home and our sanctuary. But yeah, it's the three of us. Mm-hmm. So folks, when you think about that caregiving role, Katie really has the bookends of it, right? She has this son with needs who are going to be lifelong for him. And she's got her mom there for whatever time mom has left. And she's operating in the middle of all this. Their needs in some ways are similar, I'm sure, but in a lot of ways are different. Um, And of course, your role is different. In one case, your mom, and in the other case, your daughter. So you're navigating all of that at the same time. And she's still smiling, people. (laughs) So there has to be something to this. Um, I love what you said about recognizing at some point that life had thrown you some curveballs and you were going to need to forge a different path that you tried a whole bunch of different companies. And you're, I agree. Some are sort of okay. Some are completely not okay with you taking time off. Others think they understand the needs. And so they try to structure things in a way that they think is going to work for you, but doesn't necessarily work for you. And so ultimately you chose to step outside of that and create something fully for yourself. So love that. Now tell us what you do in your business. What is it? Because I love Everything for you seems to come very full circle. So what is it that you do and who do you love to work with? Uh, So I help people to create a sustainable business. I help people from the very beginning trying to find out what their passion is, what it is that they love doing, what it is that, that, that sets them on fire, how they can help other people. Because after all, every business, while you're in the business to make money, you are creating a business to help others. And through the journey of creating my business, I had no idea that there were people out there that could help. I had no idea that there were companies that could aid you and with the rest of it. Like you say, I struck out on my own and I decided that rather than to follow the path, I was going to chop down trees and create my own journey. In that process, um, I learned a lot of stuff. I'm very good at, at breaking down the big, nasty tech pictures and making them simplified so that people can step in and create their business. So what I've done is essentially creating build a business in a box and you can step in. You can go from from how do I name my company? How do I choose the branding? How do I decide who it is that I help? How do I make the funnels? How do I create the landing pages? Everything that I do helps people to build a business that will give them sustainable income. And um, the kind of people I help typically are 
um, special needs moms or women who are looking to create a business that they can help sustain and protect their family. Uh, I also work with professional women who are leaving the corporate world and wanting to create that business to step into the entrepreneurial world, but they don't fully understand the inner workings of creating and running your own business. So my specialties are helping you go from, I have this great idea, but I have no idea how to make it make money to, oh my gosh, I am living my passion every day. Okay. Mic drop moment right there. Like we could just (laughs) stop the whole show right at that moment. Uh, Cause that's so profound. I love that you took your experience of, Okay, so I've tried a bunch of different companies. None of this is really working for me. My child's needs at the time are growing, and there's a whole lot of research and learning and appointments that I need to do to help figure out how we can best support him to... Okay, so I'm going to strike out on my own. You're right. I'm going to go bushwhacking. I'm going to, you know, take down my sword and chop down trees and forge this brand new path. And and I don't know exactly where I'm going, and uh, but I'm going to get there because I have some skills that will help me get there. And not knowing that there were people to help you, you created a business to help people like you mm-hmm. who want to leave what they're doing, who are really feeling like either on the caregiving end, I I need to do something else. Like clearly I need to be focused on my care receiver, but at the same time I need to be bringing in an income. Um, So how do I do that? How do I create a situation where I can do that? How can I create a situation where income is coming in on my terms that I'm not at somebody else's as in an employer, back and call, because you kind of are at somebody else's back and call when you're a caregiver, for sure. That yeah. one, you can't really change too much. Um, but creating that that situation where, uh, like me and like you, we are both at home for this interview. Our care receivers are at home while we're doing this interview. Um, and so that's totally okay. We both met each other's care receivers, which has been pretty awesome because we've had lots and lots of meetings because we're good friends and there's stuff coming up that we're going to tell you about as well. But I love that you took lemons and really made yourself some lemonade. And now you're deciding to like share your lemonade with everybody because you didn't have the help and support. And instead of being bitter and angry about it and making everything proprietary and keeping it to yourself, your goal has been, oh my gosh, how many other people can I help? How many other people can I help to make a different decision in their lives instead of staying stuck in a place where they where they're really struggling in a lot of cases. I know I sure was, you know, being a teacher, all of my son's appointments were in the middle of the day. And Mm -hmm. so this made it really hard. Like, how do I juggle this? How do I prep for this? You know, if I knew the meeting was coming, that was great. But lots of times you get these calls that are like, so we have a last minute cancellation. I'm like, ah, now I have to scramble. And it was always a scramble. Um, So moving from that to, operating in my own house where I can structure things so that like, as of this recording, he is sleeping. He's out there asleep right now. And I'm having this conversation. So we're able to work in a way that works for me as a caregiver to be able to bring in the income and be the kind of mom that I want to be. And I love that that's who you want to work with is women who are saying, oh my gosh, this isn't working for me. 
but I don't know what else to do. Just like you said, you weren't really aware of what it took to start a business or what it means to be in business and be an entrepreneur. And if you don't define yourself as an entrepreneur at the beginning, it's kind of hard to see that connection because, you know, you don't really know what a job is until you start doing it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you're like, oh, I get this. Uh, but with entrepreneurial stuff, it can seem very overwhelming. And of course, people have traditional corporate views of this. You know, I'm either doing this or I'm full time doing this other thing. But the reality is people don't have to jump headlong from one into the other, do they? Exactly. Exactly. Um, one of the things I love about being an entrepreneur, like you said, in our caregiving life, there are so many things that are out of our control. We have no idea when the doctor is going to call. We sometimes, you know, we have to immediately take our care receiver in for something that's happened. What I love about being that entrepreneur is that this is my business and I control it mm-hmm. and I control when, when I work and what I do and things like that. Um, in answer to, to your question, moving. It's, it's, it's mm, um, one of those, those the, you know, the passionate things I, if, in case you didn't know, I have squirrel brain. And when, when an idea hits my head, I do glitter bombs that just kind of go and all the glitter sparkles and and I get stuck in trying to figure out the different bits and pieces. And are you there right now? And I'm there. I'm there right now. It's like you, you talk to it, you talk to all the entrepreneurial. Well, oh, here we go. Sorry. We'll come, we'll come back. We'll come back. We'll talk about this caregiving and entrepreneurs. Um, it, it, I'm, I'm help me out here. I'm, I really am like, my brain is just going a hundred miles an hour trying to grab these thoughts and make them into words. Okay. So let's, let's focus back in then on say a caregiving woman Hmm. who is thinking, oh my gosh, life is really hard right now. I'm struggling to do my job, whatever the job is, and to be the kind of caregiver that I really want to be, that my person really needs me to be. And I'm not seeing the connection between those two. So maybe they have an idea of an entrepreneurial thing. Maybe they don't. Where would you suggest they start? What's like some of the things they can think about or questions to ask themselves? I would, when I, when I have people come to me, the first few questions that I do ask them is what are you passionate about? Mm -hmm. What are the things that really light you up? For example, I love helping people. I love helping people understand the big complex questions, but breaking them down in such a way that they're understandable. That comes in line with having a son with mental issues is taking the big and making it small. So what is it about you that makes you help other people? What is it that people come to you for? For example, I myself am very good at tech. People mm-hmm. all the time are asking me. She is do, people. <laughs> Katie, how do I do this? If I, I can't figure out my, my email platform, I can't figure out how to create a landing page. I can't figure out how to make this connect to that. That is what I'm good at. That's what people come to me. So when you're taught, when you're writing down what your passions are, what it is that you love doing, that somebody comes to you for all the time. I helped a lady. She loves to travel. She loved to help people plan their trips. Well, travel agent was the perfect idea. It never occurred to her that that was something she could do at home. She thought you had to go to a brick and mortar building and work for somebody else and do that Mm -hmm. for someone else. And we walked through the process of not only just getting her certification, but being able to contact people 
her friends and family and say, this is what I'm doing now. And she has grown this phenomenal business. I had another lady who she had a degree in um, physical therapy, but she didn't want to work at a hospital. She had a son who needed not as much help as a full-time caregiver, but he needed help. And she wanted to be able to be there when he needed it. She never realized that she could be a physical trainer on her own time and bring in clients of her own. So even if you have a degree, maybe like me, it's not something that you can put practicality in into the real world. What is it that you enjoy doing? What is it that you have a passion for? What is it that people come to you for? And even if it's not right at the top of your head that, oh, I could turn this into a business, at least it's pushing you in the right direction that you can start to do that research and figure out, are there ways? Because here's the thing, if it's passionate for you and you have a fire for it, there's somebody else out there who wants it. Mm, Those are some profound words right there. I love that. So for people to really take a step back, take a few minutes and think about I love what you said. What am I passionate about? But what do people come to me for? Because that's a really good question. If they're already coming to you, it generally means that you've got some skills in that area. But it can also mean that this is something that other people might pay for. Exactly. Um, in building a business. Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love how you talked about building your business so that you can take your son and your mom to appointments, that you can structure things. Um, And I know for me too, and I know you do this, that I don't, I don't shy away from telling people that I'm a special needs parent Mm -hmm. because sometimes I have to reschedule things. Mm -hmm. Something comes up and I absolutely need to reschedule. And when people are aware that I'm a caregiver and that I'm doing this for that role, that they're much more supportive. Yep. No problem, Michelle. You know, we can either bump it back an hour or maybe we can look at next week. Um, I find that people are actually very understanding. So Mm -hmm. that can be something that people are afraid of too, that, you know, people are not going to be very understanding. They're going to be demanding. Yes, there's the occasional very demanding person. But remember that in your own business, you choose who you get to work with. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. if somebody feels like they're going to be really demanding and you don't think you can meet their needs, you don't need to work with them. Unlike in a job where whatever is in front of you is what you're dealing with and that's what you're expected to deal with. So there's some really cool things that you said there. I also love the idea of somebody starting to think a little outside the box Mm -hmm. that Life isn't working for me as it is right now. I'm struggling with all this, but to just have the thought that maybe things could be different Mm -hmm. and you can start things very part time. You do not need to quit one thing and dive headlong into the other. You can actually make a decision if you're going to be a solopreneur and launch your own business Mm -hmm. that you can start building it off the side. Now, I know what that means for a lot of people. People are looking at this and thinking, but I have no time already. How do I do that? Mm. Well, it may mean that you have to juggle some things around. It is going to mean that you need to put a little time and thought into things. And so you might have to get creative, like get up an hour earlier, maybe stay up an hour later or do it on your lunch break at work instead of going and having lunch with somebody else, maybe bag a lunch and sit somewhere quietly with your pen and paper and give some thought. 
write some of these things down, write down a list of questions that you have, write down a list of concerns that you got. Um, because once it's out of your head, it's so much easier to cope with. And I know this cause I just did a massive to-do list this morning before I got on this call. Cause there's a lot that I need to do. And I thought if I don't get it out of my head, it's just going to bug me all day. So do your list. Um, and then ask those questions and then get support, pick a place to start and get started. And as it grows, which is exactly what I did, um, as my business grew, I started reducing my teaching time. So as one came up, I started reducing the other and being home more and more. And it was a shift, not an overnight shift. It actually took about five years before I was able to walk away from the classroom completely. Um, but it was it was an amazing five years. I learned a lot. I grew a lot. I stretched a lot. And now I'm in this very exciting place where uh, my commute is, well, from my bedroom to the kitchen, from the kitchen to my office. And the bathroom is right beside my office. So I really don't have far to go ever. Um, so, you know, again, looking at it from that perspective is very cool. So, Katie, tell us a little more now about um, how someone could make that shift. I love what you said. You work with people who didn't see that something else could be a business. How can someone like, make that shift? How did you come to work with those people? Um, well, again, really good at breaking things down and making stuff simple. The easiest way to do the shift is like you said, pick a time every day, put it in your calendar and decide this is when I'm going to work on creating my business. And I want to point out to you that it's not necessarily a, a business isn't necessarily service based. It can be product based. It can be um, something other than it can be a combination of both product and service. So don't necessarily think that you have to serve other people in that capacity. A business could be, you know, if you're good at copywriting, working in such a way that you can create different types of copy for people who already run their business. It can be if you enjoy designing things, you can create content for other business owners. So when I say think outside the box, I quite literally mean don't think that you have to be a service based business. Start small. Again, think back to what people are coming to you for. Are you good at crocheting or sewing? Maybe seamstress is in your ID, is in your, your box of things that you could do. Are you good at gardening? Are you good at organizing? Anything that you love to do has the incredible potential to build a business. Start small. Start with the list of the things that you can do, the things that you love to do, and the things that you'd be willing to do. Because sometimes our passion doesn't always line up with our purpose. Mm -hmm. And I want to make sure that people understand that too. Just because you have a passion for it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to fill a need. Now, if you have a purpose, if you are a gardener, if you are a seamstress, if you can create content, things like that, the purpose is the second list of things that you can do. What can you do that are going to help people? And every day, do a little bit more. Maybe start talking to people about things that they could see you doing. I often tell my clients the first thing I want you to go to social media and if with your friends and family, I want you to ask the question, if money wasn't an issue, what do you see me doing in business? And you would be surprised at the answers that come back. Some of the some of my clients have have given me the list of the recommendations they were giving and said, this never even crossed my mind that I could do this and that I was already doing this. 
for people. So reach out to people, you know, ask that question and each little bit start a a mailing list and it can be small. You don't have to actually go in and and do an email provider. You can use your Gmail or your your Hotmail, however you want to do that. Start an email list and just start sharing tips and techniques and see what people are coming back with. Oh, that was a great idea. Can you teach me this? Start sharing on social media. Listen, I'm looking into building a business and I want to start sharing these things. And here's my first tip. Here's my first idea. Mm-hmm. And you'll notice that people are going to engage and they're going to ask more questions. And you can build off of that. Once you do that, find a simple landing page program, whether it's through WordPress or Canva, and build a website where people can contact you. They can send you a quick email that they can ask questions and that you can start to share information. It doesn't, you don't have to pour a lot of money into it either. I want to point that out. You can start very inexpensively helping people and giving them options, giving them um, techniques and giving them support in what you think that you should be doing with your purpose. Thank you for being a part of the Living Your Legacy podcast community in 2022. We can honestly say 2023 is going to be an exciting year. We've got some new things going on that we'd like to share with you. The Living Your Legacy podcast is now offering advertising spots. We found many entrepreneurs spent lots of money on advertising last year, only to find that they weren't falling in front of their ideal audience. We'd love to help you get your message out. Let's discuss this. Click the link in the show notes to book a time to chat and see if this could be a good fit for you. Again, mic drop moment. Those are some amazing tips for somebody who's never, ever thought about this, um, but could want to do it. And I particularly love the reaching out to friends and family to clarify the ones that are going to give you an honest response and not the not that you can't do this. Why are you even asking me? Like, I wouldn't even ask those people. You know who they are. If they're going to say that stuff, they're not the right ones to ask. But reaching out to say, what could you see me doing? What kind of business, if I was going to start something, would you see me being really good at? Because you're right. Sometimes other people see things in us that we don't see in ourselves, or we knew it was there, but we never really saw it. So I get that. And I love making sure that your passion and your purpose align. I'm a quilter. I have no interest whatsoever in being put on a timeline to make quilts for other people. Mm-hmm. Um, like none for me, that just feels so high pressure because of my life that I just don't want to even go there. So quilting is a passion of mine, but it is definitely not my purpose. So mm-hmm. making sure that you're clear on that. Can you see yourself making money doing this? Can you see yourself, you know, working for other people? Cause that's part of a business is that you actually work for other people to create an income mm-hmm. doing that thing. If like me, I looked at quilting and thought, "Mm, it takes so long to make a quilt. And often I'm very interrupted and I just, the pressure, it didn't feel right. So I was able to dismiss that idea quickly. So again, making sure that you're nice and clear on those things. I love that. Taking time to write it down and to look at it and to think about it, because you kind of have this gut feeling Mm -hmm. really if something excites you more than it makes you feel nervous and scared mm-hmm. that's a path worth pursuing if like me the quilting thing felt oh i just no 
my immediate gut response, and it still is to this day, was a big fat N-O, then that's a path you just don't pursue, right? But you won't know until you sit down and think about it and talk about it. And I absolutely love all those tips you gave people. So if you If you don't see yourself necessarily as an entrepreneur right now, but are interested in looking at what other ways can I do things? What other ways could I be bringing in an income on my own terms so that I can be the kind of caregiver that I really need to be? Um, Plus, I need to I need to really kind of like what I'm doing. So, you know, it takes effort to be an entrepreneur and you got to like that and like who you are in that role. So you want something that's going to be bringing you joy because as a caregiver, it's so important to have opportunities to fill your own cup. Uh, We don't get a lot of them. Most of the time it is us pouring into somebody or somebody's else. We are pouring into our care receivers versus getting poured into ourselves. So sometimes your business can be the thing to do that for you. So I highly encourage people to really give that some thought. If you're a caregiver and what you're doing right now isn't really working for you and you're thinking there might be another way and you're hoping there is, then I would encourage you to follow all the tips Katie wrote or suggested here. Um, I've seen her write them Um, (laughs) to be able to to think about what life could look like if you chose a different path, then I do encourage people to reach out and connect with Katie because as you can tell, she's got some great answers there and she asks some really good questions. So be prepared. She's going to ask you those questions um, about those things. And now I just want to shift gears ever so slightly um, because I just talked about pouring into caregivers. Now that is the original connecting point between Katie and I. We met about four, four and a half years ago uh, in a Zoom, because clearly I'm in Canada and she's in Arkansas, so we're nowhere close to each other, um, to talk about who we are, what we do, why we do it, and very quickly figured out that we're both caregivers. We both went into business for the same reason, to be able to be the best caregiver we could be, and to be able to bring in an income, right? We both wanted to do this and we were both really clear on that. And we were both kind of striking out and figuring out a few things. And one of the things that I figured out from that call, I don't think I've ever told you this, Katie, was that I needed other special needs moms in business in my life. Didn't even dawn on me that that was a community of women that I needed because I always, my sidekicks just showed up. Um, I always felt like I was the only one. Yep. In many of the groups that I participated in, like in networking things that I was kind of the only special needs parent there and that I was kind of the only one that had to do things that little bit different or structure meetings differently because I was on kids schedules and things along those lines. And it never dawned on me that I needed a group of women who just got it until Mm -hmm. I met Katie. And we had this extraordinary conversation because I could let my guard down. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to be really careful about how I say things or how I talked about my son. Mind you, I always talk about him nicely, but 
expressing what my days could look like or being interrupted like I just was. Um, you know, it's a real non-issue when you've got somebody else who gets interrupted and who sees how that goes. Or Katie and I have been on calls where one or both of us are like, mm, something just came up, got to go now. Uh -huh. And there's no judgment. There's just, yep, something came up. Check in later. Are you okay? Everything work yep. out? Right. And we pick up the conversation later. I actually call us dragon slayer mamas mm. because I see it as um, every day we get up, we put on our armor, we pick up our big heavy sword and we slay the day. Now that meaning is so different for us than for other yes. people. My slaying the day could be I had 10 doctor's appointments. No, I never have 10 in a day, but you know what it's like. Or like today I have to make a phone call because something happened when my son was born and in the medical services plan, which is MSP in Canada, his birth date is wrong. And that is now affecting a bunch of other things. And so I have to go fill out forms, I'm sure. So I got to sit on the phone for an hour today to talk to somebody to fill out forms to get that changed um, because I need it for other pieces that are in the transition planning for him. So that's my day, right? Like that's just, and you'll, if, for those of you on TV, you can see Katie nodding. Oh yeah, I get it. For those of you on the podcast, she's madly nodding because yes. we get it. This mm -hmm. life sometimes can just, shift. It's, it's a bit like standing on quicksand or when someone yanks the rug out from under you, that phrase, well, we've literally experienced that over uh -huh. and over and over again around the people that we care give for. And then a couple of months ago, maybe a year ago, we reconnected because um, we've been meaning to reconnect. And at the time when we reconnected, one of the things that came up uh, because we're both fairly established in our businesses. Now we're pretty clear on who we're working with and our systems and our processes um, was this idea that as caregivers, mm -hmm. there's so little for us. Yes. Yeah. There's a lot for our care receivers. There are programs out there. There are doctors out there. There are specialists out there to help them. Mm -hmm. And we coordinate just about all of that. Yes. But there's so little for us. Mm -hmm. um, Katie, maybe you could speak a little bit to that, like what that experience, what led you to kind of thinking about that? Well, it's uh, along the lines of what you said. It is the fact that we pour into everyone around us, whether it's our clients, whether it's our, our fan base, whether it's our care receivers or other family members, we are always pouring out to others. And nobody, at least in, in my experience, um, with with the lifetime with my son and and adding my mom to the mix, there is very little of anyone to pour into me. Mm -hmm. And it it again, it was one of the things that I absolutely loved chatting with you and the times that we spent together because we were able to pour into each other mm -hmm. and give each other that freedom to say, you know what, today was a crappy day. Today mm -hmm. was just one obstacle after another. That freedom to say to the other person. It's okay. I understand. Go ahead and let it out. Give it to me and let me help you carry that burden. Mm -hmm. And there was a freedom and a joy. And I'm getting the, the goosebumps. Me too. Right I'm like, oh. right? <laughs> it's like, that was it. It was that freedom and joy walking away. You know, we, we'd look at the clock and go, oh, we have to go. That bittersweet moment of thank you 
so much mm-hmm. for allowing me to be vulnerable without judgment. And thank you for letting me lean on you. But there was also that thank you for leaning on me. Mm-hmm. Thank you for letting me. And and the support between caregivers, and I'm going to say this, and I'm probably going to get in trouble for it, but the sor- support between caregivers, even though we're caring for each other, it's a different type of caregiving mm-hmm. in that it is it is a cyclical feeling of I'm giving to you and I'm dumping on you, but at the same time, you're giving back. Mm-hmm. And like I said, that that bittersweet moment of, yeah, I got to go, but when can we meet again? When, mm-hmm. when can we hang out again? And while I love the support of other entrepreneurs and I love the support of family and friends, there is a unique bond between caregivers. And regardless of what our caregiving journey is, regardless of what our care receivers need from us, there is that bond of, sweetie, I got you and I mm-hmm. get you and you, you use me any way you need. Mm-hmm. And I love the feeling of being seen. Mm-hmm. It can feel very invisible. Mm-hmm. being the caregiver, right? You are the conduit of information between your care receiver and the professionals working with them. You are the keeper of terminology you've never heard of before, probably could never spell before, mm-hmm. right? You are the keeper of of your person's sometimes deepest, darkest secrets, mm-hmm. that you are the keeper of medical stuff. You are the keeper of um, mental health things. You are the keeper of schedules. You are the keeper of like all of it. And, but you can feel very unseen, although you're so important, Mm -hmm. you are that pivotal person that everybody's, you know, swirls around, right? You're the anchor that keeps the ship safe, right? Mm -hmm. It's still, you're the anchor. You're at the bottom of the ocean down in the muck and the mire. And, (laughs) you know, you feel very unseen, you know, you're important. Yeah but you feel really kind of alone. You feel um, it's hard to explain what it is, what your life is actually like to somebody who doesn't really get it. Like you watch them, you can watch their behavior change. Mm -hmm. Their facial expressions change. They're like, oh, I didn't know you were dealing with that. And you're like, now the whole conversation just changed and I don't feel really good about that. So you become protective or a little bit guarded about what's going on because, you know, it doesn't have anything to do with the conversation that you're currently having. Although your care receiver may be banging on the door, standing right. just off camera, like mine does waiting for some attention. And you're like, okay, but I am, I am this, this juggle is me. So yeah. I get that totally. And it can feel really, really lonely. And of course, it is very overwhelming. There's, as I just said, there's so many things that we are handling and being responsible for that it can be very overwhelming and hard. There's a lot of, you know, complicated medical terminology that uh, I am aware of for my son. And I'm like, okay, so how do I break that down when I'm talking to people who aren't medical professionals, but I have to remember those exact words when I talk to the medical professionals, you know, all that kind of stuff, uh, makes it really hard. And so Katie and I were talking about that as we are today, that it's hard. We feel like there's so much out there and still not enough for our care receivers. There's still not enough out there for them, Mm -hmm. but there's so little for us that it is 
quite a gem when you find another caregiver that you connect with that you're like, oh my God, I love you. I just, I want more of you in my life because you get me, you get my life, you get how this can be, you get the really bad days, you get the teeny tiny successes that most people will be like, oh, okay, that's, that's big. And you're, uh, yes. you get it. You're like, that's huge. <laughs> right? You get it. And you get me and you understand. And it's such a safe place to be that more, the more we talked about it, the more we're like, gosh, maybe, maybe we need to do something about this. Maybe we need to create something for caregivers, a place where more of us can have more of all that awesome stuff that Katie and I have been talking about that we feel with each other. How can we share this? How can we create a community around our caregivers, a safe space for people to feel seen and heard and encouraged for people to forge those new businesses or new relationships for them to just share today is a really hard day and I don't know how I'm going to do it and have somebody else say, I see you. I feel you. I hear that. Oh my gosh. I can tell you how many days I've had like that. And I'm still here. Yes. Pour it all out. So you can still be here tomorrow. Mm -hmm. Maybe we've got some ideas. Maybe we've got strategies. And boy, if Katie and I come up with some amazing strategies, just talking to each other, like, oh my uh -huh. gosh, I never thought to try that. That's amazing. I'm going to go away and try that. There's a wealth of knowledge, even though our care receivers are different. Mm -hmm. We live in two different countries, two different systems. We still managed to come up with things where we're both like, oh, hadn't thought about that. That's brilliant. I'm going to go away and try that. Or, oh, I, those are great words you just used right there. Yep. I need to use those words in that order to help with this thing. Yep. Right. And we thought, well, what if, what if we could create that? What if we could create a way for caregivers to come together in community to learn and grow and support each other. What if? And that gave rise to something we're super excited about. So Katie, I'm going to get you to tell everybody what we decided to do with all this. We decided to create the Fun and Feisty Caregivers. We've also decided to create a summit and we're going to do a series of these to empower, encourage, and support all the other caregivers out there who feel like we do. But this is a unique place in that we are looking to build each other up. We are looking to support each other and encourage each other. And we wanted to make this a positive place where, yes, you can come and pour out the difficulties, but you can walk away feeling empowered. You can walk away with knowledge, with encouragement. You can walk away with joy knowing that you're not walking this journey alone. And I am just so, uh, so excited to, um, to share the fun and feisty caregivers world with everyone else, with all the other caregivers who are looking and searching and feeling like we are, that I'm in this alone. There's no hope. There's no help. And we want to change that thought. We want to change the way you look at caregiving. And we want to create a, a, empowering place where you can come and you can, if you want to just sit and listen, you can sit and listen. If you want to participate, you can participate. 
but we want you to be a part of our world. And we want to give to you what Michelle and I have been able to give to each other. Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, our first summit is all about introducing you to the the basics of taking care of yourself, Mm -hmm. the basics of creating a world that is going to empower and encourage you to step out and be the best caregiver you can be without feeling alone and without feeling like you need help. Absolutely. We are, we're really moving from the idea of this is impossible to I'm possible. And you are. And for those on TV, you've just seen that my, my guy has shown up again. Uh, He's standing here hanging out (laughs) with me. Um, cause this is my caregiving journey. He is often here and he is my social butterfly. So when I'm talking to people, he's usually in it as well. Just about everybody I've met has ended up meeting him along the way. Um, and so again, it's this idea of, moving from, I feel like this situation is impossible to Mm -hmm. feeling that strength of I'm possible. I can do all these amazing things. I can, in fact, be Mm -hmm. X, Y, and Z and the kind of caregiver that I want to and I need to be. I am able to create situations that can be legacy for my people. Mm-hmm. That I can, I have the ability to bring together people to to do all this. We want to empower you. We also are aware that one single summit, a one and done is not enough. That's not how caregivers work. And each of us are individual. Our situations are very different and our needs can be very different. Our focus is also on making sure that we help to meet your needs, but it's a for caregivers by caregivers as much as possible. That the people that we want you to hear from are people like Katie and myself who actually live this journey, who have something of value to share with you. Sometimes it can be around things like, and we're hoping to encompass a wide range of topics, like employment opportunities for kids with disabilities Uh or services for uh, people who, for the elderly and for families who are caring Uh for their aging parents in whatever um, model they choose to use, whether their parents live with them, like Katie's mom does, or they're in a home or whatever it is that you're going to look at. How can we do that? How can we forge the kind of relationships with professionals that we really want to forge to benefit us so that when stuff comes up that's difficult, it's relatively easy to deal with. So think about, you know, if you got a good friend and something comes up because your friends, you actually like each other before the thing comes up, you can sort it out so much easier than if someone's a complete stranger and you're like, now this is weird and I'm not even sure what to do. So all those kinds of things, we're out there talking to people, connecting with caregivers. We've got caregivers who deal with nutrition and diet and, and things along those signs that are good for us because we need to take care of us so we can take care of the people who need us to take care of them. Right. Right. And so we really want to create a community around you. 
as Katie said, we want you to experience on a larger scale what we feel every time we talk to each other, that we're seen, we're heard, we're empowered, we've got creative solutions that we can just go one more day, one more step, one more problem that we need to sort out. And we've got the tools and the skills to be able to do it and the community that supports us. We're also going to be looking at things like self-care. Like, what is that when you're a caregiver? Right. How do we define that um, and make that actually happen? So there's a lot of topics that we're already aware of and we're keen to hear what you want to know. What is it that you need information on so that we can go out and beat the bushes and find people? Right. Sometimes it's a matter of just like at the beginning when Katie said somebody says you should do this. and You're like, huh, I never thought about doing that. You say I need this. And we go, huh. I'll go out and see. I actually know someone who does something similar to that. Or we can start asking questions because we have large networks. What we also know is that the challenges and the needs for caregivers are not localized. They're not localized to where I live in Canada or where Katie lives in Arkansas. They're actually pretty global. The situations of not enough resources for the people we care for, that's global. Not enough funding. That's global. Um, struggling to maintain an income and be a caregiver. That's pretty global. So we're really thinking global on this. So we want to encourage you to come out and join us. We want you to let us know what you need. Like really now, again, if you tell us you need more money, we can't give you more money, but we can help you figure out ways to make more money. We can, uh, you know, help if, if there's no programming where you live, well, maybe we can help get creative. What we want is to create creative problem solving situations where when we come together, such incredible information, such powerful problem solving tips come up that you would never have thought of on your own. And then the support to help you figure it out where you live. So whether that's, you know, um, you need, maybe you want to create a nonprofit. So people who are in the nonprofit world can give you tips, tools, and strategies on where to start. And then the rest of us can just support you and be bounce like um, springboard for ideas where you're like, well, I'm thinking about this. What, what challenges or things do you see in that? And we can help you figure those things out. And then to be your cheerleading squad as you're trying to get out there and do it. Like we will put the pom-poms out and be like, yes, can as many times as you need to hear it so that you can go out and do it. And that's so exciting to me. And I love that out of Katie's discussion about her business and who she wants to work with in her business and us as caregivers coming together, that we have come up with a way to support you guys. And we would really like to encourage you to check out our website. It is www.funandfeistycaregivers.com. It will be in the show notes. So don't try to write this all down when you're there. Um, like say if you're driving, like no, Please no don't. bad driving. You want to be safe. Arrive alive. We care. Um, right. And we want to be able to do that. So we encourage you to check it out. Now, Katie, I'm also sure that there are going to be people who want to reach out and connect with you personally. Maybe you've sparked some thought in them that, oh, I might want to look at this and try to do something different. What's the best way for people to reach you? So you can reach me. Uh, email is Katie at OmniMediaDesigns.com. That's Omni, O-M-N-I, Media, M-E-D-I-A, Designs, D-E-S-I-G-N-S.com. 
uh, also at the website, again, omnimediadesigns.com, as well as you can find me on social media everywhere is Katie Kalmeyer. Mm-hmm. And you can find both of us together at the Fun and Feisty Caregivers. Um, so not the, but funandfeistycaregivers.com. Um, we are definitely there. If you're interested in attending the summit, I want to tell you that the tickets are free. By all means, we wanted to make sure the barrier to entry was very low so that everyone could access it. And our speakers are going to be recorded. It's a four-day event. We know nobody has four days to devote to anything. And so we wanted to make sure that you could watch things when it works for you. So we really wanted to do that. So uh, you can get tickets at funandfeistycaregivers.com. If you are someone who is a caregiver who happens to be working in an industry that supports caregivers, we want to hear from you too. If you're interested in speaking, if you've got something to say on these topics, we want to hear from you. All of that is on the website. You can sponsor, you can be one of our sponsors, and we encourage people to do that. Look at that. If you're already down the road and more successful, this is a way to support people getting started. If you are someone who speaks on these topics and Katie and I haven't connected with you yet, we want to hear from you. So if you want to reach the two of us together, go to that website and that's where you'll find us. Katie, this has been such an empowering and positive conversation. I always feel this way when I talk to you. Um, I love that. And I want to thank you for giving us your time to share your story and the challenges that you faced and how you decided to take them on head on to create a life and a business and a legacy that you love. Um, Thank you for being that. Thank you for being my friend, for being there when I need you. And thank you for agreeing to be a part of this adventure with me moving forward. I am so excited to get to keep you in my (laughs) life. This is amazing. Thank you so much for everything. Now, before we go, I'd like to get you to leave one last little gem of wisdom. So I know you're going to have a glitter ball, glitter bomb, go off, pick one, (laughs) one little gem that you'd like to leave our audience with. The, the the one thing that always sparks in my mind is alone, we can do so little, but together we can do so much. And that is where we are and where we are going together. We can do so much. I love that. Katie, thank you once again for being here. It has been such a pleasure to chat with you today. Um, you. And I really look forward to the direction your business is going in and what we can do to support other caregivers globally. Again, folks, reach out and connect with either one of us if you'd like more information on this. We're here for you. Have a great day, everybody. Does the thought of follow-up give you a foul taste? Do you find yourself wondering how you can ever stand out from the crowd, but need it to be easy and convenient? With a system like Send Out Cards, you can stay in touch and top of mind with only a few keystrokes. People's inboxes might be full, but their mailboxes are empty. Reach people literally where they live, work, or play, and watch the warm fuzzies go to work for you. See the show notes for a link where you can send your first card on me. Thank you so much for joining us today. If you enjoyed this episode, please submit a rating and review and share it with a friend. Together, we can inspire more people to start living their legacy too. And let's keep the conversation going. We would love to hear all about your journey in living your legacy and support you along the way. 
Join our Facebook community, Living Your Legacy Podcast, where we connect, collaborate, and celebrate each other. Can't wait to see you there.